so shall I be saved from the exalted. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock and let the God of So, um, all right, so with that, guys, I, I want to do a lesson today on, uh, on great unity. Um, you know, we're, we have, we're, we're on this uh, uh, kind of series about greatness, and, um, and, it, and, and the reason why I wanted to talk about this um, was a cu- couple of different reasons. You have certain things that you, you go throughout the week that just strike you. And, um, you know, I was, um, I was thinking about, uh, first of all, I was thinking about how our, uh, our atomic structure and how we're pulling together to work as a team. And that's been really inspirational to me. Um, you know, and so I've been encouraged by that. And then uh, I'm watching any, we have any Laker fans here? Yeah. yeah, all right. I'm a Laker fan. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I look forward to starting a Lakers ministry uh, where we all get together and watch the game and stuff like that. I mean, we could all go to the, though the games are expensive, right? Like that. So, all right. But, um, you know, I'm a big Laker fan. And so I'm just excited to see what's going on. And, and I'm watching this interview uh, with, with Magic Johnson. And, um, you know, they were talking about the whole, uh, you know, um, uh, flag salute thing that's been going on with the NFL and, and then uh, athletes trying to make a stand and stuff like that. And I don't want to get into all of that, you know. But uh, one of the things that um, he said was, uh, you know, we're going to have a meeting. And whatever we're going to do, we're going to be united. You know, and, and just the way that he said that, I thought, you know, it just, it just united. Just united. We're going to do this together as one. And it just, it, and it was a certain way I was inspired. In certain ways, I was convicted. In certain ways... I was spurred on in that the way he said it was with convictions that this is what we're going to do. And it just made me think about our church. And it made me think about us doing things in you together in unity. And, and that the only reason why we wouldn't do that is because of a lack of conviction. It's because our leader, me, isn't you know, focused on it because he's lacking a conviction in that. You know, and, 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 and I was just so encouraged. And I just want to say, guys, we're going to do this together. And we're going to be united. And I'm already seeing, you know, the fruits of it. And I feel like God is, God is with us. And he knows, man, I really, they, they really need me, right? And he is right there. You know, and we're going to do this together as we move forward. You know, uh, the other thing, too, was like a couple of weeks ago. Now, uh, spouses, uh, um, has your spouse ever felt expressed some frustration because your spouse doesn't know what's going on? Maybe they don't know what's going on with the finances and you haven't communicated, right? Or, or right, or, or, the, or the scheduling. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. All right. you know, so that happens in my house, too. And, um, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Dawn was just feeling really frustrated. And, uh, and she's all like, she goes, I don't know what's going on. You know, and we were talking about like the, you know, just the stuff with the ministry. She goes, I don't know what's going on. And, you know, she's just, kind of, you know, thinking like this. And I'm, and I'm saying this like, well, I know what's going on. You know, I told you what's like, you know, and it just, and I said, you know what? I said, I, first of all, I said, Let me, I'm sorry for not communicating all that's going on. Uh, sometimes it's like it's out of the spirit of let me protect you, not from the bath stuff, but just like, you know, it just she's got so many things on her plate. But I should know this by better now. 
That doesn't work. Actually, women become stronger, don't you, women? See, he told you. They, they, you know, when you tell them all, you think, oh, I'm going to protect them. No, no, they actually need all the information, and, and they, they, they become so resilient, and they become so much more helpful to you, brothers. You know, it just happens. You know, that's been my, and so I, it's kind of one of those things where I keep learning the same thing over and over. Okay. So it's one of those things. Okay. So now I'm like, you know what? And I just, uh, and I just, and I remember just, just sitting there, I said, you know what? You know, Don, let, let me explain to you what's going on, because I do know what's going on. Because if I can't lead you with this, how can I lead the ministry if you and I are not united? Because if you're frustrated, I'm sure other people are feeling frustrated. And they when come to you and they say, I feel frustrated. Yeah, I feel frustrated too. You know what I mean? It's like, no, it's like, you know. And so it, it just took the time out to, you know, it's like, okay, you know, just explain everything that we're doing and how it all works out. And this is where we're going because I, I feel like I know where we're at. I know where we're going. I know what the next steps are, you know. But, but the importance of being united, you know, uh, you think about it. Isn't it so frustrating when you're not united? It's, it is really frustrating, um, you know. And, and, and I th- what I think about unity is like, you know, when we're disunited, it it, it, it leads to bitterness because you have a great heart and everybody's like, you know, it's like, let's have a, let's do this together. And we all start like that, you know, and this happens in our home too, right? In your home, when you think about it, it's like, you know, you're all on the same page. We're all on this together and you're giving your heart, but you're not united. So it's very frustrating. And then you just, ah, forget it. You know, and then you're like, you know what? Okay, you just, just let them do their thing, you know, and, and now we're just, you know, you're, 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 you're together, but not united. You know, and in the same way, that could happen here with us too, right? That we could be together, but not united. And, uh, you know, guys, this is our opportunity to live out unity in Christ. This is it. Like, when you look around us, like, no, this is it. There's nobody else coming. This is it. I'm not, like, like, if we don't do it, like, you know, it's not going to happen. You know, God just put us in this position now. Where it's like, oh, oh, wow, how did I get here? Wait, 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 wait. How did I become the big brother? Wait, 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 wait. How, how am I now, you're saying, like, how am I so that important now? You've always been that important. Now God just brought it up to the surface, right? And so we got to have a deep convictions about doing things together in unity. And, and I think about so many different times, uh, uh, and we're going to look at different passages on this, but ho- so many different times where I've had to just be, just be humble for the sake of unity, to maintain peace. You know, as a man, you have to do those things. You just have to do it. You know, as a parent, you know what I mean? It's like there's certain times where, you know, you just, you just got to be humble. And you got to go not at your pace, you got to go at their pace. Okay, and, and so we're going to look at, at different passages. And so let's look on over John chapter 17. John 17, verse 6 through um, 11. Now, I like opportunities. You guys like opportunities? I, I love opportunities. You know, uh, the bummer part is that you got no options. I mean, that's a bummer. You know, you're stuck, you, you know, or, or, or you get, now you got to leave or now you got to get, get on moving because there's no more opportunity. There's no more options, you know, and I love opportunities. You know, yesterday I was, um, 
I was talking to a mentor, and, uh, and he, he was saying, it's like, oh, how do, you, how do you deal with chaos or, like, out-of-control stuff? And I said, you know what? Um, I, I kind of tend to, like, not shine, but I kind of tend to thrive. It's kind of weird. I know I'm kind of, he's like, he was like, wow, that's, I've never heard that before. But you know what? I think when things are so chaotic, I just kind of get focused on, like, what do I need to do? I don't get all caught up with the craziness, and I just get focused. I'm kind of more of a, of a stabilizer, you know. And, and so for me, chaos, uncontrolled, whatever is going on, I, I, to me, those are opportunities for me, you know. And so, um, you know, and so I just love opportunities, and I love the opportunity that we have as a ministry to be, to be united and to glorify God through our unity. Amen? And so in John chapter 17, verse 6 through 11, you guys there? All right. Is the screen there? All right. Sounds good. All right. Um, oh, wrong version. Sorry. Um, okay, John 17, verse uh, 6, it says... Uh, I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. Amen? They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine. And glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. And I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. This is Jesus praying for his disciples. He's praying for us. You know, and I'm so proud of you guys because you have accepted his words. And so you are here. And I love the communion because God chose to save you, but you chose to live your life for him. That's you guys. You know, and his heart is, I pray for them. And what is his prayer? That they would be one that they would be united. You know, and that is his heart and his spirit. That's his will for us. That's his mind. That's what he's always trying to work towards. You know, and and when I look at the history of churches, why they slow down, mess up, divide and stuff, you know, it's all the disunity. You know, and and, and I don't want to do that. You know, this is our opportunity. This is our time. I just don't want to lead us to, di- to division. I want us to be united for God. You know, I want us to, to know where we're going and to do it together. You know, uh, I, I love, I love you know, do you guys ever play in sports teams? Anybody ever win a championship? Mm. All right. I feel you. Or, or you know how, like, you know, I, I call them uh, Hall of Fame moments, you know. I call it like everybody's got to have Hall of Fame moments, you know, where you got to celebrate your Hall of Nobody else knows, you know, but, but you got to. And, and I would look at Matthew and I put him in different teams. and I was always looking for the Hall of Fame moments because I got my own Hall of Fame moments, you know. And, and one of the things that, that um, 
I had a chance to, to uh, coach Matthew's basketball team, like in the, uh, I think it was the eighth grade. And, uh, and the school hadn't been to the championship game, you know, and, and, there were, and I was kind of the assistant coach there with the coach, and the other guy was a really strong personality. And we were in this one game, and we just got like, we totally lost to this one team, you know. And I was like, dude, our kids are so much more athletic than that team. And the only reason why we lost is why we got out coached. So Edgar's got to kick in. We are not going to get out coached. I'm just not going to allow it to happen. You know, and so it's like, okay, hey guys, you know, now it's like, hey, I'm not just not going to, you know, got more involved and stuff. And it was so encouraging because we made it all the way to the championship game. You know, and it, it had been a long time since the school had been there. It was just exciting. Now, I knew we were going to lose the final because the school was like, I mean, we just, you know, and then our even best player didn't want to play. You know, it was a bad thing. You know what I mean? But, but what I love about it, you know, now our, our victory was just getting to the championship game. You know, uh, but what I, we didn't win the championship game, but I just love the unity of the team. You know, and even when the kids see me at it, you know, and stuff like that, there's just, there's just a bond of, of working together. There's a bond of fighting together. There, 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 there's a, you know, there's a bond of like, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to go the same way. You know, and, and that to me, that's really exciting. You know, it, it's, it's the partnerships. You know, uh, one of the things that I, 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 I love what's going on is that, you know, today we set up the sound and video. It was like, like it wasn't even 9 o'clock. It was like 8.45. You know, and there was like, you know, th- but there was a group of about, what, seven or eight here, just kind of everybody kind of helping out. You know, and it was, and it was just like it, we're just doing it all together. We're talking about how the week's going, getting to know each other. And so there's a nice social component of doing things together. Then, it, you know, that, that just bonds us. And it's so encouraging by that, you know. But that's, that's Christ's spirit for us. His prayer is that we would become one. Look on over to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 through 7. In Ephesians 4. Verse 1 through 7. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 through 7 says, um, says as, a printer, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ a portion to it. Does God want us to be one? You know, and I love how, because it says in verse 3, right, what type of effort does he want us to make? He says to make every effort. In Spanish, échale todas las ganas, right? 
Like you're you're you're, you're like you're you're putting you know all, all everything into it. You know, and 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 what is what does that mean? Make every effort. And I love how the def, the Bible defines what that would look like. Should we look at what that looks like? All you have to do is read verse two. What does make every effort mean? Be completely humble. Yeah, not partial humility. Be completely humble. Is that a challenge? Who would you do that for? For what cause would you be like that? Yeah, you know, you're doing it for Christ, right? You're living the life worthy of his calling. Was Jesus completely humble? He was completely humble. Was Jesus slighted? You know, he was, you know, he, oh, you think about all the things that happened. Could we slight one another? For sure, right? You know, hopefully it's not on purpose. Hopefully it's like, you know, it's like, it, it was, it's like, well, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't think about that. It's out of just more inconsideration, right? But it's like, you know, it takes, you know, complete humility. You know, make every effort, says, and to be gentle. You know, not to cause stress on others. You know, one of the things that for me, it's like I always have to look at part of my character is like when I get on, uh, on, do, on do mode, like, hey, I got to get this done. You know, uh, that becomes a scary situation for those around me. Okay, because uh, I really don't care. We're going to get this done. That's just how I am. Okay, now, the bad part about that is I give the people around me a horrible experience. And because they care, they, you know, they're there for me. But at the end of the day, it's like, man, stressed. Right? That's not, that's not gentle. Okay, and, and so it's, it's, it's very important how we do things. Not harshly in working together. You know, but with the gentle, and, and, and you could even ask yourself, like, what type of experience am I leaving people with that work with me? Is that a good question? You know, it's, it's, it, you, know you have to reflect on yourself, and you got to look at you know, what does make every effort mean? Be completely humble and gentle, bearing with one another in love. Another word for bearing with one another is you got to put up with each other. Right? I mean, yeah, you know, I, had, I, can I, I got a little confession. Okay, so when I was a Bible talk leader, you know, when you kind of, you know, first I'm just, you know, you start off just a member. Right? And then you're, a, you're, you're part of this Bible talk and you got the leader and, I, and then you're like, the leader starts making you struggle. Right? For whatever, disorganized, what, you know, whatever, and, and believe me, I've made plenty of people struggle, you know, so, so other people, have, even today, they probably have to put up with me, bear with me, okay, but it got to a point, it's like, you know what, I'm tired of dealing with this, you know what, I'll be the leader, you know, and so then you become the Bible talk leader, and then now everybody's got to, you know, kind of go with your flow, you know, and then, and then it's kind of like, then you start dealing with the next one up. And then you're kind of like, ah, oh, you know, I'm frustrated. You know what? Here, I'll eat it. Right? And, and it just kind of goes like, dude. Oh, ministry, here, I'll eat it. I'm just, you know, I'm as, I'm as good as the next knucklehead. 
You know, and then now it's kind of, oh, th- th- oh, this one, oh, you know what, don't worry, I'll eat it. You know, and a lot of it, you know, my confession is a lot of it is like, you know, I don't want to put up with other people. It's so much easier to, I love being the boss, not a boss like here. I just, you know, that's just, just part of the benefits you get as the boss. They got to go with your flow. You know, and, and, and that's a confession, you know. And so I, that's, you know, but the thing is, we got to bear with each other. You know, uh, it, it, and it takes maturity to do that. It takes maturity to be able to speak up, but not pull your heart back. It, it takes maturity to say, you know what, I, no, I see it this way, you know, I think it's like that. But once a decision is made of what's going to be done, that you go ahead and still follow along for the sake of unity. I've had to do that at different ministry meetings where you can speak up, we're not in agreement, but I'll be one of the first ones to do what you ask us to do. For the sake of unity. You know, and because and, and, that's what, you know, he wants. So we do have to, you know, bear with one another in love. Like that, okay? So that's what make every effort means. And you could evaluate yourself. It's like, how's, how's your effort going? You know, because that is what, you know, God calls us to. Let me give you three things uh, about great, uh, great unity. The first point is great blessing. There are great blessings in unity. Look on over to Psalm chapter 133. First point, great blessings in unity. Psalm 133. Now, we could apply this to ministry. We could apply this to home life too, right? In marriage, and what I've learned as the buddy, you know, God's always right, isn't he? How the Bible says, how can you lead a church if you can't lead your family? You know, how, how can you, you know, lead, lead a church if you and your wife aren't one? You know, how can you lead a church if your, your, your children are unhappy, your wife looks all frustrated, she's mad? That's exactly, that's exactly how you're going to lead the church. It takes the same character. So, um, so you could apply it in ministry and in personal life, okay? Psalm, verse, uh, Psalm 133, verse 1 through 3, it says, How good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard. Hopefully it's the man's beard. I'm just messing. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, running down on the Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robes. It is as if the dew or Hermon were, fa- were falling on Mount Zion. For there the Lord bestows his blessings, even life forevermore. What does he say about unity? God says how good it is. And how pleasant it is. When you look at your life, in your family life, those would be your best times in marriage is when you see that unity. When you, your best times in ministry will be when we're doing this together in unity. If I was to ask you, tell me about the best Bible talk, the best faith group you've ever been a part of. You're going to be talking about how you did things together. United. That's what, you know, God is right. It's good and it's pleasant when we 
when we do things in unity. And he goes on through this analogy of, of this description of what those blessings are. And he says, you know, it's like oil being poured out on a beard, right? That's, they used oil. They did that when they anointed the kings and they anointed the priest. And we'll read a passage on what that looks like. But then as well, it's like the dew or Hermon, you know, it's like it was the highest point. So there was all this dew and it all just fell on the valleys below, right? And then uh, have you guys ever been through Washington State, the Evergreen State? No? Has, have you guys been? Oh, you'll just, no, it's like, man, it is beautiful. It's just, you know, that's why it's called the Evergreen State. It's just like, it's just like, it's just evergreen, you know, and it's just lush. You know, we went up to Portland in the summertime, you know, their family was like, wow, all this green and rivers. It's like, you know, you just, you look at it and it's just so refreshing, you know, and it's just, and, and it's just, you just want to live. And, you, and just by looking at it, you feel healthier, you know. Uh, but th- he says these things are, I wish it worked that way, didn't it? But, uh, but you know what? It's like, you know, the, the, this is the analogy that he's using. And so he says, now, so does that mean that we have to go to Mount Zion and Hermon to get, to get all the blessings of the Lord? No, right? Because it's not a place to get the blessings of the Lord, and as it talks about, it's about you get them when we live out in unity together. That's where all the blessings are. At. Look at over to, to Psalm chapter 23, verse 5 through 6. And I love this, um, this picture of, of, of the oil and the blessings. Psalm 23, verse 5 through 6. All right, you guys there? Uh, verse, uh, verse 5 and 6, it says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Is that a beautiful image? of the blessings that he gives us when we're united with God. This is the great, right, the, the, Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. When you are united with the Lord in heart, in mind, in coming to him, he leads you, right, to green pastures. He gives you all these blessings when you are united with the Lord. Isn't the unity or for all of us in here, doesn't that, isn't that where it starts, first of all? Isn't that why we do what we do? It's because we're first united to the Lord. That's what motivates us. That's what drives us. You know, and, and I love that in here we have disciples of Jesus that it doesn't matter your role. It doesn't matter your title. You're, you're, you're going to do for the Lord. You know, you guys have persevered. You're still here. Even through all the challenges you've been through. You're still here, you know, because you're motivated by Jesus dying for you, you know, and, and, and he is your shepherd who's going to lead you. And he's had all these blessings for, for you. You know, um, I think about how when we're not united, you know, how it's an energy zapper, right? We're thinking about like when we're not united, how it's such a killjoy. 
You know, it, it, everything's become burdensome and they become weary. And they become everything that's the opposite of what it means to be in Christ. Like that. Um, but when we're together, it's always better together. And it's fun doing things together. You know, my second point is um, there are great works in unity to be done. There are great works in unity. You know, look on over to Nehemiah chapter 3. You guys remember the story of Nehemiah a little bit? Where uh, he, he, uh, he saw the walls of Jerusalem all broken down. And, uh, you know, he wanted to go back and against opposition rebuild the walls, right? And, um, and in Nehemiah chapter 3, um, in verse... Five through eight. Uh, this, it, it, you know, then uh, it tells you the story, but I, I love how uh, just different people were doing the work. And uh, in verse five, it says the next section of the wall was repaired by the men of Tekoa, but their nobles would not put their shoulders to the work under their supervisors. The just the uh, the gate was repaired by um, Holada, son of Pasea and Meshulam son of Besodiah. They laid its beams and put its doors and bolts and bars in place. Next to them, repairs were made by men from Gibeon and Mishpah, Melitiath and Gibeon and Jacob of Meronoth, uh, places under the authority of the governor of Trans-Euphrates. Uh, Uziel, son of uh, Hariah, one of the goldsmiths, repaired the next section, and Hananiah, one of the perfume makers, made repairs to the next to that. They restored Jerusalem as far as the broad wall, you know. And so they go and, and they build this whole thing in partnerships, right? And uh, two things stand out to me. is like, first of all, they were some nobles who thought a little bit too much of themselves. They, were, they had this superior attitude, you know. And it kind of reminds me, we won't, we won't take a look at it today. I was going to look at it, but we won't. But you guys remember in 1 Corinthians 12 where... Where the eye, you know, where, where we are one, where we're the body, right? And, 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 and then uh, it says, uh, the eye can't say, I don't need you, right? I'm better than you. Forget you guys. I don't need this. I'm out of here, right? It's just this superior attitude. You know, and, and, and I don't hear that necessarily. You know, I, I, I do hear a little bit. But I think the, the, the spirit more that I kind of see now, just in general, I'm just talking about, you know, here, and I've been through different ministries and stuff like that. I do see sometimes an attitude that the superiority comes where you want to look better than you actually are. You know, you, you want to embellish a little bit something you did or something, you know, that you got credit for. You, you know, it's, it's not, it wasn't really you. That you got here a little extra earlier than people think. You, you know what I mean? And, and that's all called self-management. That's called image management. That's called the lust of the eyes. Not the lust of the flesh. It's called the lust of the eyes. How is it that I want people to look at me? And you're managing that. That's a sin. You know, but we can fall into that superior attitude. We may not be saying, I don't belong to this. But you know what? We're just not humble. And we just got to be humble. That lack of humility divides and separates because you think that somebody else doesn't notice it. And other people do notice it. 
Okay, so, so it's always better to be completely humble. Amen. But then you go on, and so you see the superior attitude. And then I love this because it's like you, these guys are like, okay, you know, I'm the plumber, or I'm whatever, I'm going to go do this to the wall and stuff like that. But then what you see is you see this guy, you know, Hananiah, right? He says, one of the perfume makers. Does that kind of sense? It's like, what? Okay, this wall was like eight feet wide, like 40 feet high, two and a half miles all the way around, right? And I don't know, I don't know if he was spraying the perfume on the wall or, you know, I don't know what it was, but he was right there. He was part of the family. He was part of the team. I'm going to help. I'm going to do. And sometimes we can fall in having an inferior attitude. They don't need me. I'm not that important. Right? And, you, and, and, that, and that, that's, that, you know, that's just as wrong as a superior attitude. Because that is false. You are of God. God chose you. He set you in the right place. Or do you think it was a mistake? You think you were a mistake? Oh, please. You are not a mistake. You were handcrafted. Okay, and so you can't, you know, it is wrong for any one of us to have an attitude that, you know what, I'm just not that important. That my work wouldn't matter. That is a lie from the hot place. I don't know, like whatever. You know, that's just a lie. You know, and so if I was to ask you, okay, now in your eyes, which is, which is a worst attitude to have? The, the one that's like the superior one attitude or the one that thinks that, you know, I'm really nobody? Which would you say from, a, you know, just from a perspective, from our human perspective? Which one would you think, ooh, that's a me? Anybody want to take a shot? Probably fair, you know, some people would say superior, some people would say inferior, right? From God's perspective, they're both equally wrong. They're both equally bad attitudes. So, guys, I don't want anybody in here to have a superior attitude. I don't want anybody in here to have an inferior attitude. You know, we are all equally important. We're gonna, we just lead by caring and by loving equal concern for one another. Amen? Amen. All right. And, God's, and, and, and God has great works for us to accomplish in unity. And we're going we're gonna to do everything in unity. You know, we're, we're going to have plants. It's, it's, it's all got to be done in unity. But you know what? There, is an, there are three attitudes that we could have. We could be an advocate and be zealous for what we're doing. We could be like, oh, you know, I'm not that fired up, but I'm willing or you know what, uh, I think I'm just going to observe. Okay? I want everybody to stay. If they, whatever your attitude is, zealous, willing, or you just want to observe and serve at what you're doing, not a problem. Because God did this great work even when people weren't, they were just observing. It still got done. And guys, it's still going to get done. You know, so I'd rather take the privilege and the opportunity to do it for the Lord. Amen? Amen. Will you join me? Yeah. Are we together? Yeah. Amen. I know we are. That's why you guys volunteered for all these positions now. Yeah. 
That is so awesome. You know, I, we, had a, we had a Kingdom Kids meeting, and, and I'm so confident of you guys. I was like, Jill, Vince, okay, how many volunteers do we need for, you know, the, 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 for next year? And she goes, 30. And in my mind, I'm thinking, that's it? There's 105 in the English and 50 in the Spanish. We can't, you know, I'm like, I got too much confidence in you guys that we're going to blow that out. And I love us too much to not see us blow that out. Because that's a simple thing. That's, that's a small percentage, you know. Look on over to last point. Um, you know, there's great gladness in unity. Acts chapter 2. And we know this passage. We've read it plenty of times and are always encouraged when we read it. Acts chapter 2. Verse 42 through 47. All right, great gladness and unity. All right, it says there, uh, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Aren't you inspired when you read this? Where you see the unity this is, what, this, is, this, this is what attracted us. You know, that, that, that we, that the devotion. And I love that we're not in this alone. You know, that we're devoted together. You know, and let's spur each other on towards more and more devotion. Can we all grow a little more in devotion? We're all on that same path. I don't know if you guys realize this. But. God's molding and character of you, it's only for this church, the kingdom of God to become even more and more and more and more and more important to you. And his will for your life is for you to fill up your time, your life, with all of the good things that have to do with God. If you're a child of God, that is the plan for God for your life. And it may take a whole lifetime to get there, but you are on that track. And he will let certain things happen. He'll mold you certain ways. That's where we all end up. You know, so we can all grow in being more and more devoted. You know, and it just so many times all together, all together, right? But I, I just love how it just says that, you know, they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Just a gladness. I just want us to have a gladness of being in Christ all together. I want us to be sincere. You know what I want us to do? I want us to praise God. You know, and I just want us to enjoy the favor of one another. Just enjoy each other's presence, you know. And then what's the Lord going to do at the end? He's just going to add to the number. You know, I want you guys to be praying for Stephanie. You know, she's, uh, she's expressed she wants to get baptized. You know, prayerfully she'll be baptized this coming week, you know. Uh, we're starting the Bible with, with uh, um, so she's uh, husband, uh, Jesus. You know, he's making amazing progress. It's like, you know, 
he, you know, it was so encouraging, but you know, he wants to go from the darkness into the light. And he recognizes where he's at, you know, so pray for both of them, you know, like we, we have a couple of our teens that have expressed want to start studying the Bible. One of them additionally already started studying with his parents. Okay, so it's like, okay, and we're not even trying. We haven't even kicked off the evangelism team. And the Lord is adding to our numbers, amen? So be praying for them, and be praying that by the end of the year, God will, that we will see eight baptisms to this ministry, amen? Because that is the great eight, amen? All right, guys, so let's be united. Uh, you know, there are great works uh, in unity. There are great blessings in unity, and there's great gladness in unity, amen? All right, with that, let's go ahead and say a word of prayer, and then you guys will be dismissed. All right, let's pray. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, so much that uh, for your amazing example of unity, um, that, Father, that uh, the only reason why we're talking about this, God, is because of your word. It's because of your will for our lives, God. And, uh, Father, uh, we're, we're so inspired by the unity of the Trinity, Father. Uh, Father, and um, God, that uh, in your call for us, Father, it's challenging. I'm not going to say it's not, God. But, Father, I pray that, that, God, that we will make every effort. Uh, Father, please help us, God. Please help us to quickly to be humble. Please help us to recognize, Father, where we're not being gentle, God. Please help us, Father, to forgive each other and have grace on one another and so that we could, you know, um, be able to uh, put up with each other, God, even at times. In love, God, not bitter, not angry, not unforgiving, Father, but full of grace, Lord. Father, help us to work out our differences, God. Please help us to always find the better way, God. Father, thank you for the works that you've prepared for this ministry. We pray that, God, that by your power, by your mercy and grace, God, that we will fulfill these great works. Father, we pray for the great blessings, God, that we would just continue to see them more and more and more. And, Father, we pray, Father, for just the great gladness that come, Father, in working together. I thank you for this ministry, God. Thank you for every soul that is here, Father, first time or the 500th time, God. Thank you for their faith and their love for you, God. It's, uh, I pray for all these, God, in Jesus' name, amen. Guys, you are dismissed. Thank you.